Today, we are talking about what it really means to be a strong black woman. Today's show is called Redefining Strong, Dissecting the Strong Black Woman Phenomenon. As a woman who has had to fight for most of my adult life, fight against single mom stereotypes, fight to get my education, fight to raise my son, fight through an unfulfilling marriage, fight to rebuild my life, fight for my career, fight against racism, sexism, ageism, and fight to maintain my respect as a professional woman, I get it. When we have to, when we have to do it alone, we grow a thick skin, a skin that we need in order to survive. A skin that keeps us sane when the world is hell-bent on telling us that we're not pretty, we're too smart, we're too strong, we're not worthy of respect. A skin that allows us to be resourceful enough to put food on the table when there's no money, make miracles happen in the workplace when no one else could accomplish. Uh, juggle motherhood with career, with school, with the side hustle we're building at the same time, and in some cases, keep the men in our lives satisfied and empowered. Can we do it all? Should we do it all is really the question. <laughs> the reality is that many of us are doing it all. And while we are experts at not letting them see us sweat, putting on that public smile and keeping it moving, many of us are dying inside, dying to love, dying to feel connected, dying for peace of mind, dying for respect. The strong black woman is beautiful and powerful indeed. But are we doing ourselves a disservice by serving everyone but ourselves? I would argue a resounding yes. <laughs> Today, we have two amazing guests who are here to share some insight on this strong black woman phenomenon from their perspectives. So we have psychologist and doctoral candidate Jill, Jillian Watley, an entrepreneur, inventor, and owner of the Carthage. Oh, Lord, you're going to have to say it for me. Say it. Carthaginian, <laughs> the Carthaginian consultant co company, Tony Stark. We are in for some really deep stuff today. I hope you're ready. And as always, we've got some trending topics to discuss. We're going to look at, uh, the, you know, the nation is talking about, about sexual assault now all of a sudden, huh? <laughs> now there's a phenomenon. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to um, uh, look at some research my weekly balance challenge. We've got a lot to cover today, so stay tuned and we'll be right back on the live exchange. Deliberate dumbing down. Dumb down society. Deliberate dumbing down of America. Dumb down public. Why would they do this? Sensation Station Network. Radio, not dumbed down. Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win a Super Bowl and I believe we will. From IamSecond.com. We came close, but never really did win that championship. Former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year, I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would. But I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to, to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he got us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second. So... I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. 
he's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. This is what legends are made of. This is what legends are made of. As long as I see that fire in your eyes, I know we're still good. I do, we, offer the love. we build this family. And this family's strong. Empire on Fox. Uncle Dan. Mom. Dad. If you store your guns properly, so not just anyone can get to them. I'll feel safer when I'm playing outside. Safer when walking home. Safer when my friends come over. As your neighbor, I'll feel safer. As a school teacher, I'll feel safer. We'll all feel safer. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and today we are talking about that strong black woman phenomenon. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's this is going to be a great topic because, um, like I said, we have two guests here, and they both have some really great perspective on this topic. And, um, and so get ready for some great dialogue. Ask questions. Chime in. You know, um, I, we definitely want you to engage. If you want to call, I know a lot of you are watching um, from your phones or listening from your phones, but if you want to pull away from your phone for a second and give us a call, you can reach us at 678-613-5857. Um, so a few years ago, I wrote a post to my blog, Lessons. My blog is called Lessons from a Hopeless a hopeful romantic <laughs> about the strong black woman phenomenon. Now, I didn't actually call it that, but I definitely described this phenomenon of a strong black woman. It was called hustle then flow. And the whole idea is, you know, get your hustle on, get your hustle on. But there's times where you just need to just flow and let go and just and in trust. Um, and, you know, I get that sometimes as black women, we have to hustle and grind. We have to do what we have to do to make things happen. And, um, you know, we're, we're not all single moms. We're not all struggling financially. Um, we're not all educated at the same level, you know? And so many of us, um, you know, some of us have stopped at high school, others stopped at the doctoral level, but many of us are hustling because we just have to, we're a double minority. You know, we have, um, what's called intersectionality and we'll talk about what that is. Uh, but we live in a society that discredits us, disregards us, resents us in many ways and um, so many of us were born fighting an uphill battle but the greatest consequence of that battle is that we don't know when to turn it off all the time <laughs> um, and so here's a quote from my, my that blog post it says um, I can't control everything and recently I've come to realize that I don't want to control everything controlling everything takes an obsessive emphasis on the word obsessive amount of time and energy that I would much prefer spending on activities that I enjoy, like going to the movies, writing books and falling in love. And I, I know a lot of people were like, well, duh, I'd like to do that too. Wouldn't that be nice? 
<laughs> so, uh, so we're going to look a little bit about how to do that. But I would love to introduce my guests first. So here to my left is Mr. Carmen Bailey. Welcome. And we have Jillian Watley. Go ahead. Hi, how are you? Great, great. <laughs> so if you each wouldn't mind just giving a, a little bit of a sna- snapshot of who you are and what you do. Well, uh, as she said, I'm Carmen Bailey. I uh, run a uh, – well, the name of my company is Carthaginian Consulting Company. Uh, it's an environmental health and safety consulting firm. We also do some research and development. Uh, right now we're in the process of bringing some uh, – innovative technology to uh, the construction area or the construction field. Uh, I used to work in, in uh, well, for a, a large major general contracting um, company in, in the field of construction. Uh, kind of got sick of the corporate plantation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so <laughs> what, what you guys are saying, you know, I, I, I know a piece of it. But since I'm a man, it's also another component that, you know, is, is stacked on top of you guys. Because I, I, I know I went and got every single um, uh, certification. You know, I have a degree. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this forever. And I still would get kind of questioned and, and marginalized sometimes. And I'm like, this is not even your field of, of expertise. How are you mm-hmm. going to tell me? Right. So I can only imagine <laughs> what it's like oh, for women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Even when you supervise men. Oh goodness! Supervising <laughs> men. <laughs> yes, we're going to yeah. talk. About, and this is not—we're not male bashing by any men. means, but but yeah, no, there are definitely challenges. Yeah. So. Well, I'm Jillian Watley. Um, I'm a school psychologist for Atlanta Public Schools, but I actually supervise um, the school psychologists and the engagement specialists for Atlanta Public Schools. So I am the coordinator of psychological services and behavior programs. Um, a lot of what I do is I, you know, work with families. I um, deal with students with disabilities, and so um, pretty much um, deal with a lot of legal aspects of special education. Okay. Okay. And that's it in a nutshell. In a nutshell, yeah. No, there's so much. There's so much. To- <laughs> uh, so what we're we're going to go ahead and um, before we get deep into the strong black woman phenomenon, we're going to go ahead and get into some trending topics. Primary election. Black and diversity. Gas prices. Michael Black. Trending topics. Okay, so um, for those of you who have not yet heard, um, very sad news um, coming out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Thomas McKell Ford, who we know as Tommy. Um, from Martin. Um, he just recently, he passed away yesterday at the age of 52. Um, you know, and, and I'm getting chills and I'm feeling a little emotional even as, as I say that. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him about a month ago um, at, at an event that he was doing. And it was very, it, this was his work, you know, in, in, in for the world. And he was working with young men mm-hmm. and building bridges and, and really touching the lives of these young men who were high school students. And, and I feel for them because what a loss for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, his family and friends, um, this is a deep loss. Um, you know, he was known and also credited as Tommy Ford, passed away Wednesday um, in an Atlanta hospital surrounded by family and friends around noon. Um, well, around noon, TMZ first reported that he, um, they, there was false reports of him passing before he actually did. Um, and um, he suffered an aneurys- aneurysm that ruptured in his abdomen. He had been hospitalized since Sunday 
and his health continued to decline ever since. Um, and he was not expected to make it through the day on Wednesday um, when he passed. Now, Tommy starred in all five seasons of Martin, um, appeared in New York Undercover, The Jamie Foxx Show, The Parkers, other movies. Um, and he was actively involved, as I mentioned, in the community working with young men in anti-violence prevention initiatives. And I don't know if many of you know this, but um, also wrote children's books that promoted drug-free and violent-free lifestyles. Mm. So, um, very sad news. Um, and then also, um, Janet Jackson finally, um, officially announces her pregnancy. We all kind of knew. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, when she first said, I'm going to cancel my whole tour to right. start a family, I say, you're going to cancel your tour to have sex. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like what's going on? What's going on? Um, she, She's pregnant. So uh, she's um, officially confirming her pregnancy, showing off her baby bump, photo shoots. Um, and after, um, what I think we're looking at, they're saying January is is when the baby should be born. And so she's obviously, I say obviously because she's 50, she's on bed rest. Um, <laughs> and um, But it sounds like things are going well so far. So, so yeah, y'all have anything to, to, to say? This will be her second child, right? Her um, second? The, the one she doesn't claim by oh, the board. Oh, oh, that one. That one. Her sister is raising. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to act like that. Oh, that's not a thing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that one. This ain't her first time around that rodeo. <laughs> now, these are speculations. Are these speculations? I mean, Allegedly. as far as I know, they're speculations. Yeah, we have to have some responsible journalism in here. So we'll say allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Because <laughs> I, I, you know. But yes, I forgot about that. Well, she's not being raised anymore. This person, she's got to be. She, I she think she grown. just graduated from from yeah. Harvard or Yale. Or yeah, something. yeah, she's, she's got to be grown now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Stop the lies. If you'd like to come on the show, what's her name? I know. I want to hear your story. Janet Junior. Reeby Junior. We're gonna go to a break, and we come back. Get ready. We're gonna have some good dialogue for you. Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win a Super Bowl, and I believe we will. From IamSecond.com. We came close, but never really did win that championship. Former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year, I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would. But I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he got us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second. Great leaders aren't born they're made and not just anywhere they're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the academy of creative coaching the academy of creative coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching spiritual coaching relationship coaching executive coaching life coaching and cultural competency coaching courses are online hybrid or face-to-face the academy of creative coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. 
So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. What's up, sis? Nothing. Just sitting here reading about HIV in Atlanta and its surrounding areas. Did you know we're number eight in the nation? I know. You need to get tested. Nah, I don't get down like that. I'm good. But you are a ladies' man. You don't know who they're with when they're not with you. If I need to get tested, so do you. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm married. True, but you don't know who he's with when he's not with you. Oh, you got jokes. He's not like that. Fact is, no one really knows what their partner is doing or who their partner is with when they're away. Well, I'll get tested if you get tested. Cool. Where can we go? This article I'm reading says the Lifeline Project of CSB does free HIV testing. Let's go there. Lifeline Project, here we come. The Lifeline Project is a SAMHSA grant. For more information on free testing, please call 770-499-2422 or... Visit us on the web at www.cobcsb.com. But what you and I have got to do is get involved. You and I have to be right there breathing down their throat. Every time they look over their shoulder, we want them to see us. Hey, y'all, this is Eric Gray. Exercise your right to vote. 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 This is Leah. Y'all already know that go out there and exercise your right to vote. So go ahead and get out and vote. Vote. Welcome back to the Live Exchange, <laughs> Dr. Pamela. Um, and we are talking about the strong black woman phenomenon. And I have two awesome guests here with me today who are you know, going to help me um, with some insight. So let's talk, talk about the strong black woman phenomenon. I mean, when you hear the word strong black woman, what comes to mind? Well, I, like when we were discussing it you know, prior to the show, when it's, it's, it's like a, a double-edged sword to me. Because, like, on the one hand, you hear strong black woman, and like I said, it's kind of like the masculinization of, of black women. Mm. But then on the other hand, it's like you look at the, the certain societal and uh, socioeconomic structure that, you know, a lot of us are in. And, you know, I don't care if it's from the fact that, you know, we have more teenage pregnancy in the black community. Uh, we have... Uh, black women that are getting married later in life or, or if if at all because at all. of the low yeah. uh, marriage rates uh, if, if you put some, anyone whether it's a man or a woman but if you put anyone in a situation where they're going to have to fight claw scratch you got to deal with sexism mm. racism every other type of ism wow. and then you know you have to provide for a family on your own how can you not become strong and then but when you go to work with that that strong black woman complex or whatever what we might see as something that's good other races might look at it as like, oh, well, she she's a mad black woman, yeah, or she's an angry black woman. So anytime yeah. they step to you with some with some some stupid stuff, I'm, <laughs> I know, I'm not gonna I, I know, I knew it was cut. coming out. <laughs> but, but anytime they step to you with something, then you stand up for yourself, and you could be completely right. And then they're like, oh, oh the yeah. mad black woman, right. and you know. So it, when I was saying earlier, the reason why I stepped out on my own was because. As soon as I stood up for myself or, you know, didn't go for the nonsense, I'm the mad black man. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine what it's like for you guys. And then, like you say, when that bleeds over, when you end up met, dealing with a dusty dude who can't, you know, he <laughs> when he sees that you <laughs> have everything going on for you. And then now he wants you to either dim your light 
to oh. make him feel brighter or something like that. Right. Now he's, oh, well, you know, he, this mad black. And then you get the Tony, uh, Tommy Sotomayor's talking about, oh, these black women ain't nothing. You know, and it, it just, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a, it's a scarlet letter and it's a badge of honor all at the same oh, wow. time. It's an interesting right. dichotomy that you guys have to go through. It is. Wow. It truly is. And especially in relationships. Um, I think for me, I'm a single black mom. And with that comes a hustle and a grind that, you know, only a single black mom would know about. And I have to do what I have to do because I am, I mean, even though my, my daughter's father is very active in her life, um, but 90% of the time, who is she with? She's with her mom. And so I have to, you know, make decisions for our life every day. And with that comes that assertiveness. Mm-hmm. And then when you're at work and you're around people who don't understand that, then the perception is, is that you're a little... I'm like, well, you know, because I speak my mind, because Mm -hmm. I articulate myself, because I know what I want and I go after it. Now I'm perceived as a person like this. So, you know, I think we do as black women, we have to play this role and then in the midst of it, not lose who you you are, who are you truly inside, you know, so, yeah. Well, and and why is strong black woman a thing? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we don't hear, you know, or is it a thing? We don't hear strong white woman, strong Asian woman, strong, mm-hmm. you know, why is that attached to the black woman? What is, what is I it I think it has that? something to do with slavery because I think people didn't expect us to be strong after you've been raped and bullied and beat for, you know, and then all of a sudden you're coming back saying I'm Angela Davis with my fist in mm-hmm. the air because those are the people that are associated with strong black women historically. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, oh, the person that we beat up, we raped, we enslaved, you're standing up for yourself? Hmm. Oh, how dare yeah, you? So now let's call you a strong black woman and let it be negative. Wow. Mm. They'll use anything against you. Mm-hmm. Goodness, and and we got to go into research after that. So, <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to go into the research, and we're going to come back to that point. In the interest of science, 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 science. Okay, so um, the research. One of the things that um, I I really wanted to, I thought we needed to have this at the forefront was this whole um, philosophy of black feminism. So we have feminism, we have um, even um, a critical race theory. There are a lot of different theories out there that exist. Um, but there's a lot of misconceptions um, about what feminism is, and especially black feminism. And, you know, somebody hears black fem- feminism and they're scared. So, um, uh, but black feminism is a school of thought which argues that sexism, class oppression, gender identity, and racism are inextricably, inextricably, oh Lord, inextricably bound together. Um, these, um, the way that these concepts relate to each other, it's called intersectionality. So we've got the, the intersection of our race. We've got the intersection of our gender and um, the intersection of sexism, of class. All of these things are coming together to um, impact our identity. Um, intersectionality theory was coined by Kimberly Crenshaw in 1989. Um, and we use this term, you know, across the board, you know, so when we're looking at intersectionality, um, you know, in LGBT community, so I am a woman and I'm gay and I'm black and I'm, you know, and so what are all of those different identities that come together that impact who you are and even how, how you see yourself, but how society sees you? Um, According to an article written by Georgina Class Peters from the University of Delaware, um, this was in the Huffington Post, African-American women who initially joined the movement of the feminist movement 
um, soon left because the master frames of the movement used high, um, they highlighted the white experience. Um, the movement participants used a colorblind approach. And a lot of people take a lot of pride in colorblind. I don't see color. I don't see color, you know. And that is um, a very naive. Color. Right. You see my color, please. Please. It's, I want you to see my color. <laughs> it's a very naive approach to um, human interaction. And the this colorblind approach basically ignores and invalidates the experience of black people. And for the feminist movement in particular, it ignored and invalidated the experience of black women. So as you had just mentioned, Jill, mm-hmm. you know, black women being abused, raped, oppressed was not the same experience um, as what white women experienced. Now, we're not going to say, we're not saying white women didn't get raped. We know that the rape of black women was a political structure, political move mm-hmm. um, for of oppression. And mm-hmm. so this is um, an experience that was not accounted for in the feminist movement. So what black feminism does is it looks at the experience of of being a woman um, from a, uh, you know, a racial socioeconomic standpoint. Um, Initiatives like the natural hair movement um, or tackling um, not being seen as exotic, incorporating black feminist studies at colleges and universities, legislation against rape. Um, and so there are a lot of things that have come out of um, this whole idea of black feminism. When we come back, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of from a male's perspective of what he got out of black feminism. And I would love to hear the two of you chime in on this. We'll be right back. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Marie Kellenders knows that you may not have time to roll out dough for a perfectly flaky crust that's made from scratch. Or enough time to mix vegetables with all-white meat chicken and a homemade gravy. She knows you may not have a moment to crimp the edges of your favorite chicken pot pie. But Marie Callender's does. And when she's done, all you need to do is find time to grab someone special. Sit down and save her. Marie Callender's, it's time to save Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win a Super Bowl, and I believe we will. From IamSecond.com. We came close, but never really did win that championship. Former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year, I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would. But I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he guided us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second. If you're looking for that ratchet... You're in the wrong place. It's the nation's urban internet station, Sensation Station Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
inextricably. <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and we are talking. Um, I was almost about to say black power. We are talking black <laughs> feminism, the strong black woman. Um, but we were so I was I gave a definition of what black feminism in and is and in a nutshell it's a school of thought which argues that sexism class oppression gender identity and racism I do have to say it again are inextricably bound together <laughs> and so um, but it's the idea that um, it rises out of feminism and it says you know we need you to not be colorblind in this feminism approach and to really acknowledge our experience as black women um, there's an interesting take um, on black women by a black man in an article entitled Black Feminism Will Save My Life. I loved the article. Um, I've posted it to the Live Exchange page if you want to check it out. But in it, um, he imparts that the gifts of black feminism. There are six gifts. Um, be, so he was introduced to it as a framework in graduate school, and it's kind of been, um, he, he's embraced it and has used it in all his work since. But um, the gift of black feminism, number one, is the gift of self-definition. So we get to identify ourselves rather than having a society identify us. The gift of lim- liberation from oppressive institutions. The gift of positionality, meaning how one's intersectional position shapes one's view of the world so again acknowledging the intersectionality of our identity um the gift of self-care as a political act um the gift of entrepreneurship and the gift of giving back and for him um using his privileged status as a man to be able to give back to the to the movement to the cause so without further me talking everybody's heads off i would love to hear what your thoughts are on this well uh, black feminism Mm-hmm. Oh, is he going to do a poem? <laughs> <laughs> My ode to black feminism. Well, the thing about black feminism that I heard you mention in the previous segment, that you said it, it turns a lot of people off. And the reason why that, that term turns a lot of people off, myself included, is because what, what usually ends up happening is that the white feminists never step up for you guys. Mm-hmm. They never do. We all remember Daniel Holtzclaw, the uh, the police officer that was convicted out in Tulsa of raping uh, numerous amounts of black women. Yes. Uh, the little girl in, uh, in, I think it was either Dallas or Houston when they had the little party and, and the, the police yes. officer came and slammed yeah. her down like she was oh, yeah. the, the yes. cop up in, um, up in uh, South Carolina. All of these times we've seen black women mishandled mistreated yeah but the only time the white feminists step up and say okay you know let's help out is when it's a black man doing something wrong mm-hmm. or doing something to you guys and he's a rich and a famous guy mm. but if it's just on you know you guys getting mistreated by either a, a white man or somebody non-black it seems like they never step up for you guys mm-hmm. but the only time they come and say hey you know let's let's be colorblind come when they need your votes or your voice or your your numbers then they come pull you in but then, yeah and and you know like i i I am all for, you know, empowering women. I want you guys to, because, you know, like with the entrepreneurship, I invest in a lot of other smaller businesses. And by and large, I own, it's, it's been women. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that might come from the, the, the strong black woman thing from where they know that they have to hustle and, and struggle a little bit more. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and I try to work with, you know, I, I the only black guys I work with that are entrepreneurs are my sons. But, and, you know, they were going to come just, you know, so they could experience something new. But they have a T-shirt company and they're working oh. on this big order that they got to get out by, you know, later on today. I love it. But <laughs> by and large, the, the companies that I've invested in, they have all been ran by black women. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the black feminism thing 
if it's it's just become something like uh you know like black power has become synonymous you know now it, it has a bad connotation or secretary now you can't call people secretaries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I'm all for the empowerment and and believe me I my kids lost their mother in 2011. I was already, you know, strong in their life, and you know, we had our, we had only broken up like a year and a half before that. Mm. But they had have lived with me, you know, full time since then, and you know, it's it's just been us. So you know, I know what it's like to go to the grocery store thinking I'm just gonna buy some hot dogs or something like that, spend twenty dollars, <laughs> end up spending a hundred. Mm-hmm. So I, I know what it's like to have to go to the, you know. The, the the you know the phone calls from the teachers and stuff like that I know about yeah, all of that the real work yeah so I so <laughs> when people say you know oh well you know child support that's that's a, a broke woman like no 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 <laughs> I am a man of means like even when I was working for the, a company I made you know six figures mm-hmm. and it it still was tough mm-hmm. so yeah. I can only imagine what you guys have to go through when it's when you're making thirty forty thousand and you got mm. two kids Ooh. it's oh. crazy. Yes, Jesus. And the thing about it is, is when you get in a relationship (laughs) and at this point in my life, for me, I don't want to have that perception of strong black woman. I want to be able to turn over some things. Hello. (laughs) But it seems as if when you meet certain people, they become intimidated by your assertiveness instead of working with you and really stepping up. Because if you step up, trust me, I will step down. There are certain things I would like to relinquish. But I've not found in dating and just some of my other friends in conversation, somebody who's willing to step up in that manner where you can take away some of that, carry everything on your shoulders. Because as a strong black woman, whatever you want to call it, it gets heavy. Who wants to carry everything on their shoulders, really? Right. Even the women that say, oh, I'm a strong black woman. I don't don't need a man. I don't need a man. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I might not need one. I need a man. Hello. (laughs) I would love a good man. Okay. But then... Another thing, like with you guys being professional and and, mm-hmm. and and you know your your doctors and stuff like that, then the guys that are on your level, because the guys that are below your level are going to be just be intimidated straight. And and that I, that's not me saying that that's right or wrong. That's what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Guys who are below you are going to be intimidated, and then the guys that are on your level going to get white girls. So or they want to compete with you on how who's smarter. And when I'm at home, I'm not Jill. <laughs> The future doctor. Yeah. I'm not right. the coordinator of psychological no. services. You didn't at know home. that. You didn't know the answer to that, doctor. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm at home with Mitch Matt socks on, so right. I'm cool. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so we 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 got the the black the the men dating the white women who are on our level. The men who. Um, are intimidated. We're going to have to come back to all of that because that's mm, some good stuff. But before we do that, we're going to get into the balance challenge. Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. <laughs> Say my name again. Um, <laughs> this, this balance challenge is um, find your peace um, or help her find her peace. So if you're a black woman, the challenge for this week is for you to find your peace. And if you are somebody who loves a black woman, help her find her peace. Okay. Um, We go through a lot in the day and sometimes we never take a moment to just breathe and find our peace. So what can you do each day this week to steal a few moments of peace? Yoga, meditation, quiet moments on the couch, driving silently. Take some time to find your calm each day this week. So this week's challenge is to find your peace um, or help her find her peace. So if you are a black woman, Every day this week, I want you to take a moment to find your peace. And if you love a black woman, 
I want you every day this week to help that black woman find her peace. (laughs) Sisters, uh, you know, help each other, whatever we have to do. But but make that your balance challenge for this week. Y'all have anything to add to that? I like that. Help me find my peace (laughs) instead of me helping you find your peace. I don't want to be your psychologist anymore. I'm sorry for watching. (laughs) I mean, that you know that that's the job of of any man though. I mean, even if it's your your aunt, sister, cousin, something like that, I guess you could try to you know do something you know to you know get up and go get all of the groceries out, do something. Right, and I think in a relationship too, sometimes you it's reciprocated too. You know, help him find his peace too. Because mm-hmm. it's hard for black men as well. Yes, you know. Absolutely. But if you got two people in a situation where they're helping each other find their peace every day, imagine what a beautiful oh, thing that is. It is. When you come home, that's your sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Some people, they're everywhere else because they don't want to go home. For some places, home is a war zone. Home is a war zone. Mm-hmm. That's sad. That I can't sad. live like that. You know. I got out of that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have some comments here from um, some of the Facebook folks. Uh, Vaughn Wrighton is saying, real men know how to love you right where you are. Amen. I agree. Uh, No dispute there. Um, And then he asks the question, do you have to be a feminist to be powerful and aware? I don't think so. I come from a long line of powerful women. What do you all think? Do you have to be a feminist to be powerful and aware? Do you you mean like a feminist as structured right here where you have to have like your card and you're in the group and the fist up and or <laughs> is it like you're a feminist as in as a woman you you strive for equality and you you strive to you know have everything equal and, and get everything you deserve because i mean i think two those different. two yeah those yeah, are two different things yeah like so if you're talking about membership no you don't have to <laughs> to be we a member of the feminist member. movement but there is a th- th- there's basically a philosophical understanding of i want equal rights for women i want women to and that doesn't mean you're on the street with a picket sign it just means that in your everyday life Mm -hmm. um you you help advance that cause um as opposed to blocking that cause you know so in your workplace um if you see something happen that isn't right um and it's you know it's not like and if you're feminist it doesn't mean you're only a feminist it means you know it could just mean that you are just about social justice in general and part of that is feminist um the other part of it can be um you know about I, you know, it, I don't. I don't think we put things in boxes and yeah, labels all the time. I, I can't do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think for me, like even when I'm interviewing people for a position, and if they don't get it, I feel it's my obligation to call them back and say, "Hey, this is what you could work on for next time. Mm-hmm. Like maybe next time, don't wear the stripper dress to the interview. <laughs> you know, um, you know, you were good with what you said, but it turned off all the other panel members. Uh-huh. You know, when you came in with your breast out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's I take that time to mentor another woman because I don't plan to be in this position forever. Mm-hmm. The God, the God, goal is to pass the torch right but, so and i don't get intimidated by other women as well but when you well, do something like that though you have the amber rose type uh uh movement mm-hmm. of the no slut shame right mm-hmm. and then they will say well it's about me you know i'm empowered i'm a woman you shouldn't be you know uh it shouldn't distract you that my boobs are out i should be but able if you're to working do- with children it's gonna distract it depends on where you are, Amber. And Amber, you where do you work? She, she has a little little show on VH1. I okay, think, that's VH1. So to the young yeah, girls, yeah, but there ratchet is ratchet there team. is an entire sub movement within the feminist movement about you know liberation and what we wear, and so mm-hmm. no slut shaming, right? So so it, you know there is not just one 
you know, it's not monolithic. There isn't yeah. just one way to approach feminism. There isn't one way to approach social justice. And um, so I, I think that if we get too caught up in this whole um, boxed idea of what feminism is, then, you know, we're living it in many ways without even realizing it. Yeah. So, um, but we're, we'll, thank you for questions. We'll be right back. <laughs> What's up, sis? Nothing. Just sitting here reading about HIV in Atlanta and its surrounding areas. Did you know we're number eight in the nation? I know. You need to get tested. Nah, I don't get down like that. I'm good. But you are a ladies' man. You don't know who they're with when they're not with you. If I need to get tested, so do you. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm married. True, but you don't know who he's with when he's not with you. Oh, you got jokes. He's not like that. Fact is, no one really knows what their partner is doing or who their partner is with when they're away. Well, I'll get tested if you get tested. Cool. Where can we go? This article I'm reading says the Lifeline Project of CSB does free HIV testing. Let's go there. Lifeline Project, here we come. The Lifeline Project is a SAMHSA grant. For more information on free testing, please call 770-499-2422 or visit us on the web at www.cobcsb.com. Great leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. JBT 700 Miami Circle 30324. It's not a chain, it's a chain reaction. Invest $49 a month at a real gym. For more info, go to facebook.com forward slash jeans body tech. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and today we are talking about the strong black woman phenomenon. And it looks like um, we've got lots of comments that I I definitely want to acknowledge and um, bring out here from the Facebook Live uh, viewers. Um, I see Jay Marie, um, and she's saying, OMG, yes, I get that all the time, especially at work. They aren't bold enough to say it directly to me, but I definitely have that angry black woman label. <laughs> what yeah. you say, how you say it, how you per- are perceived. If you speak your mind, then you're the strong black woman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jamie, you've gotten pulled in about that. Yeah, well, maybe you got a dirty look. And 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 it's she, and she's saying the angry black woman label is that synonymous? Angry black woman, strong black woman. To some people, it is. I think they make the direct correlation. Mm-hmm. And and that's other races sometimes within the race you know because you can have people who you know strive to be you know uh negro pins and let's say what <laughs> negro, <laughs> like a, a black european you okay know, gotcha okay, oh, okay. okay. And, <laughs> and so so they'll they'll give you guys well you know they're over there 
you know, elbowing with, you know, the white guys saying, right. oh, yeah, she, she's a, you know, she's a, a, a mad black woman. Ugh, ugh, ugh. And it's like, yeah. stop it, because as soon as you leave away, too, they talking or, about yeah, you. they talking about you, too. <laughs> so, Trust that. It's, it's insane, but, I mean, it's it's something that, and that, that's why, you know, with me, I, I stress you know, uh, entrepreneur, entre, uh, see, now I can't see, even say it like <laughs> oh in, The journalists are struggling today. Yeah, the uh, entrepreneur, <laughs> getting your own business, how about that? <laughs> because, you know, we understand each other more. So, like, if if a, if a black guy or a black woman is in, you know, working for me and then they get a little upset, it's nothing to me. But, you know, right. to a white person, it's like, oh, my God, he's going to shoot up the, the, the building or something. Yeah. It, was a, it was a black lady that I, I worked with years ago, and they were laying her off. Do you know they called six police officers up there? To Just her out. and not even not even before they like like they called them first. And then they let her know she was laid off and then she you know she just cleaned out her her, her desk and you know she oh left. but it was like she right and sometimes our passion and our our vests and zest or whatever for whatever we're talking about gets misconstrued. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember something similar happening when I was a psychologist practicing in um in a school system and the parent was very passionate about his child, as we all should, mm-hmm. as they want us to be. Right. But before they had a meeting with him, they were like, I think we should call the cops just in case. And I said, excuse me? I, we had to close the door. I said, excuse me? Why are we calling the cops? I said, this man has not posted a threat. He just wants what's right for his child. Mm-hmm. Now, if this was Joe Bull or Fran down the street, angry, oh, we're going to take her in there and do a little counseling session. But we're calling the cops. Hmm. Wow. But I, I took it upon myself to check that team. Do you see so, what I'm saying? <laughs> and so this is what, this is an example of, you know, and let's just flip this. Let's say this was a woman. This would be an example of feminist behavior, you know, saying mm-hmm. that I'm going to stand for this woman. I'm going to, so in in this case, it's, it's an example of, um, you know, just... I'm going to stand with this man. I'm going to make sure that he's treated fairly, that he's treated right. right. So when we want to put labels on things, all it is is really us as you know, cherishing and honoring the dignity of other people and making sure that they're being treated with human fairly. dignity. But when you're inside of someone else's structure and you don't own the company and, mm-hmm. and you know, you you do that at your own peril because mm-hmm. I have a yeah, friend. He's true. a superintendent now for a, mm-hmm. a big uh, general contractor. He was he was somewhere else prior to it. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Hispanic lady and a black lady. They were being sexually harassed by uh, one of the other superintendents. He stepped up. He told you know he straightened the guy out and then he you know took it to the next level and 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 reported it to the uh, to the superiors and stuff. Guess who they got rid of? Mm. They got rid of him and the two minority ladies. So I mean, yeah. you, it, and it's, it's, it's no, risk. it's no different than like how we we talk about like the the, the sports stars and, and and you know the the athletes and the musicians and whatever because if they step up and say something, they risk losing millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Kaepernick. So got my Kaepernick. <laughs> oh, shirt. you sure do. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, made by my kids. I love but it. but it's you you do it at your own peril. And mm-hmm. I mean, I I've gotten let go. For, you know, from from certain projects for for you know stepping up and saying stuff. So I mean, yeah. but you know, at the end of the day, I just for me, I believe God covers you, and so you know, 
for me, if you're elevated to a position, it's your responsibility to advocate for people, mm-hmm. you know, and for people's rights and, you know, freedoms. You yeah. know, you can't, I can't, I cannot in good consciousness watch someone be harassed at work and not say anything. Mm-hmm. And I've been in those positions. Right. Now, how you say it may be different. I'm not going to go in there and start swinging chairs, but I, I think it's something <laughs> to call bring the up. Cops. Right, then they'll yeah. really call cops. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and before we go to break, um, I just have to add this um Crispy Cuts on Facebook. He's a barber. Um, It says, I understand you women and the amount of responsibility you face day in and day out. I've been a single father for 10 years and I'm proud of my strong black women. And on that note, I know. (laughs) On that note, we're going to be right back. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's a the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. This is what legends are made of. This is what legends are made of. As long as I see that fire in your eyes, I know we're still good. I do we offer the love. We built this family, and this family's strong. Empire on Fox. <laughs> Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Love Notes with Dr. Pamela. All right, so <laughs> so today's Love Note um, comes from a woman labeling um, or naming... I guess signed frustrated. She's frustrated. She says, Dear Dr. Pamela, I'm having the hardest time finding a man who isn't intimidated by me. We just talked about this a little bit ago. Um, I've been in relationships that always end with him not feeling like he has anything to contribute to the relationship. But I'm always grateful for all that he brings to the table. Am I not expressing it enough? Do I need to dim my light? I really don't want to do that, but I'm really kind of getting tired of taking this world on alone. Is it too much for me to ask? Is it too much to ask for me to have a strong black man at my side. I know they exist because I see them daily, but I can't understand why things don't work out when I try to date them. Signed, frustrated. Now, obviously, we don't know all the details of what's going on there. Right. Uh, all we have is what she said. Um, any thoughts? Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday also. Uh <laughs> <laughs> When you have a woman that has something going for herself, and I'm not talking about me, but I, you know, I've seen, I've had friends who have dated like women that have their stuff together, and for some reason, it just seems like it never works out with them. And that lady who is, you know, I guess you would say financially or you know, in a career aspect uh, above them. Mm-hmm. And what it seems to to me to be is that you know, we spent, we're supposed to be men. 
and you know we you know a lot of us are old school and we have those old school mentalities but when they come home after being sunned all day at work because that's what you usually do if you're a black dude you can't be a man you got to kind of neuter yourself because if you don't you're the mad black man yeah. but then when they come home it's like now i'm looking at this woman who is paying a majority of the bills or, or, or whatever and then they they end up you know not being able to i guess in their mind reconcile that as being a man then they end up with someone who's you know on a lower socioeconomic you know uh status interesting. and then you know so that they can be like mm. well you know i pay the bills whatever. so there's no place b- between work and home where they can be, be know, a man be the man yeah yeah and i've also heard that um some guys are choosing women that are low-hanging fruit, that are easy to kind of grab, whereas some women, their expectations may be too high, which I don't think my expectations are any higher than anybody else's, but it just takes too much work. Well, now, come on. Now, we're in Atlanta. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of... There's some expectations that are pretty low in some yeah, circles. <laughs> it is low, and I'm like, I'm not but, doing that. But, well, <laughs> what's, you know, and that, I, I think that's really interesting it's but it's frustrating from a woman's standpoint because the answer and i think the question that that she's asking is and so then what do i do Do, i mean do i dim my light do i i want a a, a strong black man in my life so what what is it that i need to do well i would never dim my light yeah you got whitney houston in a very bad place (gasps) yeah when she talked about that about how she dimmed her light Mm -hmm. for bobby yeah and where she is now that spoke volumes to me when she said that in an interview with oprah Mm. i said you know what i'm gonna keep my light up and i know there's somebody out there that god has for me it gets frustrating sometimes because you're like uh what am i doing i know last guy tried to date or he tried to date me i tried to put him on to doing something entrepreneurial and it intimidated him Mm -hmm. and he intimidated him to the point i'm like well what i'm trying to help you up your game you know what i'm saying and and there was this (laughs) there was a conversation that i was having and one of the points that i made is you know there are things we have strengths that they don't have and they have strengths that we don't have and so if i have a strength that happens to be one of his weakness it's hard for me to watch my man drowning in waters that I can practically walk on. Exactly. You know, and it's like, what do I let him drown because I want him to be a man or, you know, or right. do I just kind of, I, I struggle with I that. Need you answer. need help. Right. Cause I don't know what to do and I can't watch people drown. And uh, I mean, it is, it's, it's hard because I'm, I'm 39. Mm-hmm. I'm 39. Me too. And me too. And uh-huh. and you know we so we have those grandparents that we that we grew up with and we saw like granddaddy is king of everything right. you know mm-hmm. grandma just be quiet she cook da 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 so I mean psychologically you think that's what you're supposed to have that's what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. you know even if it's on a subconscious level but you know with things being the way that they are these days with black women being the most educated segment of society bar none you know you guys are, are getting college degrees at a rate that no one else that's white men white women whatever right mm-hmm. and you know it's like black men are falling behind, whether it's due to, you know, getting caught up with, you know, little prison stuff here or everybody want to be a rapper or, or whatever. But then by the time, you know, we get through that phase when we start to grow up at like 25 to 30, you guys have your degrees. You guys are already moving in a direction. And then, you know, a lot of these guys are ending up working in plants or, or this or that or whatever, or maybe have a couple of petty drug charges, whatever. But it's like now they so far behind. And then, like, we've always been taught that, you know, 
go to school, get a good job, and work for somebody. But that's not possible for some guys who you know can't you know who can't go to college. But like you said, mm-hmm. you can be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You just need to have the drive and the willing and, and to figure out you know okay this is missing in this space. Let me fill this need. But a lot of us are scared, and then even when we aren't scared, sometimes we can't get the funding. So I mean. Sisters, I feel for y'all. So I you really don't have do. An answer, then you don't have anything they, for us I, to I, do. I, I think, <laughs> no, no. This, now this is what I will say. What, what, what you got, or what all black people really need to do? We need to start being more of an international people. We do need, and I ain't talking about just going to the Bahamas or whatever. I mean, like we should start traveling. I mean, yes. it's, it's. I mean, the UK, uh, uh, you know, Australia, whatever. Well, they wiping the indigenous people out. They are. There. But <laughs> Africa, <laughs> Africa is a great. Like Africa is not the way they portray it on TV. It's right. not like all yeah. dust, sand, and 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 right. seven year olds with AK forty sevens. It's right. not like that. Right. But you know they tell AIDS, Ebola, Zika. You know, it, let them tell all that stuff going on. But we need to be more of a mobile people. And yeah. like, and but you know, we all know most of our friends don't really leave where we're from. Right. And then the other piece about it, too, is, like, I think I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. Everything was very community, very family. And, you know, you did marry the person you probably went to school with up the street. And some part, (laughs) you know, up the street, y'all know each other's families. So it was that sense of that level made you feel comfortable. Whereas now everybody does move a lot. And so when you meet people, you know, sometimes you got to be like, okay, were you a girl? when you came out your mama's womb and now you're a man or you're a man. You know, it's too many questions. And for me, I like having that connectivity. That's mm-hmm. like one of my number one strength finders at work is connection. Like, I, li- I like to know somebody that knows somebody. I don't want to just date somebody just out of the blue because mm-hmm. I feel kind of odd with that. Like, I feel comfortable with that level of connectivity. And so, but that goes back to me having that communal sense. Like, our communities are so fragmented at this point because people move and they're all over the place and they travel here. They do move to Atlanta to create their new self and then back in Mississippi you know you was somebody else <laughs> okay you know you Bobo back there but here you're Dr. So and so but you know <laughs> but sometimes you get, you get pigeonholed into because it could have been something stupid that happened in the 10th grade mm-hmm. and for whatever reason you're going to always be the dude that peed his pants mm-hmm. no matter what you do so you have to doctorates whatever so, so you sometimes got, you got to you got to, you got to leave. <laughs> well yeah for those of you who peed your pants leave or something you know something <laughs> but I mean it's it's, it's 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 tough though, and and I do understand it from you guys' standpoint because it's a lot of dusty dudes out there. It's a lot of dudes. I mean, it's a lot of people who just you know. And, and I'm not even saying it is like oh you know we need to fix ourselves because a lot we get pushed into a lot of stuff, but you have to rise above that a lot of times, and you have to be able to see what they're doing to us as a people. But it's like a lot of us don't see it until it's too late. You know, like some of us have to get in cars. I've never been in jail. But I'm saying some people do go to jail and then they figure out and then they come out. But then it's like, what you going to do? Because now you have a, a, uh, a record. Yeah, right. So well, now, and we all have different kinds of desert experiences. So, you know, right. maybe incarceration for some. It may be right. divorce for others, you know, whatever. Um, but we um, but we have we're, when we come back, we're going to we're going to dig into this a little bit more. So stay with us um, and uh, we'll be right back. On Tuesday, November 8th, this country will make one of the most important, the most important, the most important decisions in its history. You have a chance. You have an obligation to be a part of that decision. You might think it's not important. You might think you're not important, but that's not true. 
We can't say one vote doesn't matter. Your vote matters. Your vote matters. It affects everything. We're all in this together. That's why the most popular or memorable actor is the last one you see. Really? Yeah, really. Tell me something. With all this money coming in from both sides, how could anything possibly ever get done? It doesn't. That's the genius of the system. Exercise your right to vote. Exercise your right to vote. Exercise your right to vote. It's the Blonde Bombshell Blondie Lockhart of the Happy Hour. Make sure that you exercise your right to vote. Back to Live Exchange. Uh, This is Dr. Pamela. And I am here with, um, we are... Gosh, we're like at the top. We finished the first hour already. My goodness, time flies, y'all. Well, welcome to the second hour of the Life Exchange, where we exchange compelling dialogue around love, politics, and intellect every Thursday from 11 to 1. I'm Dr. Pamela, and today we are talking about what it really means to be a strong black woman. Today's show is called Redefining Strong, Dissecting the Strong Black Woman Phenomenon. So I have guests here with me today who are really helping me dissect this thing, um, Carmen and Jillian. Um, so, <laughs> and our audience is just awesome. Uh, so thank you all for uh, your comments. And I, uh, there was another one from Jay Marie that I um, really wanted to read. Uh, she says, you know, because I asked the question earlier, is strong black woman a thing, you know, just for the black women, you know, we don't hear strong Asian woman, strong white woman. And and it certainly isn't given a negative connotation in the way that it is for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Jay Marie says other races are labeled as assertive women rather than the negative strong black woman. Right. Right. That's true. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And, you know, an assertive, of course, as we know, is, is, a positive thing we see there as a good thing it depends on who's saying it does it yes elaborate elaborate because i mean when you when like if i say oh you know she's assertive (laughs) but then it bill in accounting says well you know she's assertive she's on (laughs) the you know they will take anything to turn around on you that's why (laughs) i i I, like i said being a single dad can't you know caring for two children on my own i i have a, a, a different you know view because yeah, I know what it's like to be that single parent and have to do yeah. all the little other stuff and then you have to go to work and then you know like mm-hmm. it, it it's just because for instance me and uh me and Carletta were talking the other day and then she was saying you know like how you guys do have it tough you know you have from a double-edged sword okay. but then you know she was saying well you know you you guys you know being black men make more than we do so you have the power and I'm like no 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 I'm I'm on the same bus as you I just I'm, I'm it's not my bus you know I'm, I might be sitting a row in front of you because I make a few more dollars but I have no power mm-hmm. so you know to speak to that you know I know how you guys are saying that you know being that assertive woman yeah. and and you know and folks jumping and grab the bible and say oh well you know a woman's supposed to be submissive and then they just take the barest sense of the word submissive I walk in the house, you're supposed to do whatever I tell you to do. Right. It don't even matter if if I'm not doing anything that I need to be doing. Like, right. if you if you cook, then I should wash the dishes. Right. You know, like, or I should take out the trash or something. But it's like they, and go going back to grandmama, granddaddy. Granddaddy come home, sit in his chair, smoke his pipe. Grandma do everything. And you know that ain't going. That's not, that ain't, <laughs> you got to work. And I did say ain't. Hey, if you read a couple passages down, in that Bible verse, it says that wives submit 
to their husbands, husbands submit Blood. to wives, and children submit to their parents. They don't go that far. But they, see, they people stop. stay stuck on that first part, <laughs> and I'm like, but they also don't see the part about loving your wives, like the yeah. love that love. I mean, there was there's a reason why that was put on the husband to love because we need that. We need that love and affection, and women, right. you know, and men do need to feel like men, you know, and so I get that. But yeah. um, you know, we, the dynamic is is so different uh, than than it was in our grandmothers day that you know we've got we've got to adjust for that i mean there's if we're in a position where we have to handle everything we have to um and then a a a person comes into our lives yeah you know we have to adjust together but it goes both ways it's not just i adjust or just he adjusts we all have to adjust adjust and it's okay if maybe you're as a man you're weak in finances if i'm strong in finances let me have that if you're stronger in one area it's kind of like project managing you know with a family a family is like a business just because you're the head doesn't mean you know everything you're the head for a reason but you rely on other pieces in the family to make the business work that's what well i love the old greek saying that's uh you know the man is the head but the woman's in the neck so uh, really yeah <laughs> so your head can't go nowhere <laughs> unless the neck is directing where that head goes so but you know if you guys make more money that as soon as you get into an argument or whatever then you know that kind of comes up sometimes and then they <gasps> does it it's never come up for me but i never brought it up i, re- I remember my daughter's father they saying he up. thought that it. i wore yeah, the penis <laughs> and i told him you know well if I do wear the penis. I'm handling everything. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so you, ouch. Ouch. Right? So that probably was not good. But he said that, you know, and I was like, well, what do they, you mean? And that's I, exactly what I said. They bring it up. They tend right. to bring it up, you know, because you make all this money. Ain't nobody thinking about how much money But that will always be the latent insecurity. Oh, it, it can either be latent or it change. can be overt oh. for the simple fact that in this society, a man is supposed to be the provider. How and does I, that change? How do, how do we change that? that? Because I'm not, <laughs> I can't do it for you. I can only help you, sir. Take a pay cut. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all make double, we'll take the pay. I, no, hey, I don't know. Hey, oh, no. When, when I was with my, my kid's mother and like oh, we for, break. Oh, for 15 minutes, she okay. was making more than me. I work like all types of overtime just so, <laughs> just so you can yeah. and, hey I ain't even mad at that I ain't even mad at that alright well we'll, <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> coming to Tampa Bay I said we want to win a Super Bowl and I believe we will from IamSecond.com we came close but never really did win that championship Former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year, I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would. But I determined that I had to have Christ first, and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he got us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change. 
called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline? Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. No, 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 no. Sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and that other basketball player. B, get spiritual. Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within? Um. C, look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have Ta-da! to... Ta-da! Twinsies! <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Vince Lombardi once said that it's hard to be aggressive when you're confused. Some of us think that taking our lives to the next level, both personally and professionally, is a confusing and complicated process. Guess what? It's not, and I can prove it. My book, Truisms, will show you how living your life by rules that are so self-evident and obvious, you'll say, I knew that. This powerful yet short, detailed bestseller is on sale right now, under $10. Go to michaelmcfadden.com. That's michaelmcfadden.com and let truisms help you to the next level. Radio, not dumbed down. Primary election. Lack of diversity. Gas prices. Michael Jackson. Trending topics. All right. Are we in? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, trending topics. Um, we've got, you know, this is, I, I'm sorry, y'all. I got to bring this up. The world is talking about sexual harassment, sexual assault, and all of that right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so we've got two two men who are on the forefront of uh, the media in two different ways right now. Um, the conversation, very different situations, possibly. Um, Donald Trump and Nate Parker. Um, <laughs> yes, we're talking about Nate Parker. So um, Tom Hanks recently on Donald Trump says, um, you know, he, Tom Hanks has joined a chorus of celebrities who have been condemning Don- Donald Trump over the graphic comments he made about women in t- uh, 2005 video, um, and which Donald Trump defended by saying, oh, it's just locker room talk. Uh, right. Rah, rah, rah. Uh, <laughs> um, Tom Hanks says he was at work, man. He wasn't in a locker room. He was at work. He was showing up to do a thing on camera. Look, I'm offended as a man. That's not right. I'm sorry. It's not right at work. It's not right in the locker room. It's just wrong, period, the end. That's all. So that's Tom Hanks. Um, Now, according to New York Daily News, there's also currently, I don't know how many of you have heard this because I don't know why this isn't more in the forefront of the news, uh, but there's currently a lawsuit accusing Donald Trump of raping a 13-year-old girl. Yeah, right. And and they have a scheduled December hearing. So, (sighs) yes. 
Um, the accusation is that Trump and Jeffrey Epstein, another billionaire, assaulted her at a series of sex parties that Epstein threw in 1994. Now, these sex parties, they would bring in, they'd find underage girls, bring them in, and, you know, so whether, whether it's statutory, consensual, whatever, you know, that might That's be right. an oxymoron. But, yeah, it, it, but, but this oh particular um, girl, now woman, talks about the brutal, it, it's pretty, it was a pretty brutal, awful um, attack. Oh and yeah. so this is, um, you know, a case where it's still live and active that d- is not being discussed. I don't know why this is not being discussed. Right. How you is know? he still able to be in the the running uh, with this yeah. looming? Yeah. So just... also Ivana Trump accused him in the 90s of a violent sexual assault and rape. This was his ex-wife in yeah. which he held back her arms and began to pull fistfuls of her hair out of her scalp and then raped her because the, the hair specialist, she referred him to messed up his hair and I know that part is funny but the other yeah, yeah and so he blamed her for that and and brutally attacked her and and then after you know then she's she you know court hearings the divorce she was silenced and she was not able to talk about that anymore and then she recanted her statement and said well he didn't rape me in the um in the illegal sense in the criminal sense was her word. Yeah, he didn't rape her in the criminal sense. So um, she recanted her words. Um, and, and, you know, her Michael Cohen, special counsel of the Trump organization, defended his boss saying, of course, uh, we understand that by the very definition, you can't rape your spouse. Are you serious? And, yes. That, that was from the 90s, though, right? That is that is recent. That, that The event happened in the 90s, but this was a recent statement because it, it's come back up. So I remember back in the '90s, they were making the, they were having the debate: Can you rape your spouse? Mm-hmm. But I thought, like, we since we're in debate. 16, okay. that we we decided that you could. So you know, like, I didn't know that. Now they're still trying to push that so you can, agenda. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but we look at the conversation around the country that's happening around um, sexual assault and rape. It's there is so much ignorance about you know when we hear the case of the Stanford guy. You know, and, and, you know, oh, he gets off. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the judges don't even. And, you know, and my thing is the, the justice system has not caught up to what, you know, what rape is and, and really. No, they haven't. Because the justice system was raping people. No, no right. they, they, they have caught up. But what it is is certain type of people get certain. Because I know yeah. I, it's certain oh, folks that get 30 years off, you right. know, first offense. And they didn't do anything. Some folks will sit up there and argue and look you in the face and say, oh, well, 20 minutes of action shouldn't ruin this kid's life. But you end up <laughs> early. But you, that, that That's literally what they said yeah. in the Stanford right. Swimmer. You know, but, and, and they literally had to, like, put, when you have the stereotypical thought of rape in your mind you think you know being snatched into an alley by a stranger and then he was the the stereotypical like not, not this gray right. stuff where you know it, you know a, a date went wrong but somebody was drunk you know blah blah, blah. no this is the, the attacker the, sna- the textbook yeah. yeah and yeah he got three months right are you kidding me so that's crazy <laughs> So that's one case. <laughs> then we have Nate Parker. Um, Nate Parker's Birth of a Nation came out this weekend and bombed in the box office. It didn't. It wasn't. Did it successful. bomb though? Well, it only cost to some, five million to make, and it made uh, seven. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> but you know, they they were people are angry 
because it wasn't like number one and people are saying it's because all the black women protested it which is not true that is so not true <laughs> um, all these dang strong black women you know these black women <laughs> but some attribute it to a lack of appear, appeal to historical films that depict slavery and tra- segregation some people are mm. just kind of over it yeah. um, others attribute it to mass, uh, masses of people who have declared that they will not see the film because of Nate's questionable past I'll tell you why I haven't seen it because I was told that there are or I'm not just told I've read that there are two very graphic rape, rape scenes no, in the movie. No, it's not. There's not. There's no rape scenes. There's no rape scenes. There's no rape. Scenes. Okay, well that is the only reason why I haven't seen it because I, my mom saw it yesterday. She was like, mm, I'm a little over the slavery thing. And she grew up in the 60s. Okay. And for her to say that, I was like, but, what happened? But, but the difference in this movie, though, is that there is no... And, and the so reason why no I know way. white... no, I, re, I know why white people didn't go see it. There is no white savior for them to connect to. There is no Brad Pitt at the end of 12 Years a Slave. There is no Matthew McConaughey in Free State of Jones. There is no, you know, whoever, the, the, the white guy who decides to do right. There, mm-hmm. there, right. There, there is not that. The only thing you have is black people self-determining and you know they try to pull themselves out of whatever and it, it is a slave movie but it's a different slave movie it's as no in savior. there's no white savior and there's so no rape scenes it, there are no rape well, and, and it's some brutal from? stuff now, now right. from, from what from what I've heard, he did have them, but they took them out of the final oh, cut. Okay. Because, well, you know, like, they, they film a lot of stuff, and then stuff hits the right. cutting yeah, room floor. Well, I'm glad they hit the cutting room floor, because that's one thing I, I just, I can't watch. Um, but for those of you who are not aware of the, this whole Nate Parker situation, 17 years ago, when he was a student at Penn State, he, he and his roommate were accused of rape. Um, they were hara- they harassed um, the woman continuously um, for pressing charges, even after she moved off campus. In 2001, the other um, party, the other guy, Celestin, was found guilty of sexual assault. And um, but Parker was cleared um, with the defense repeatedly bringing up the woman's attire, um, mm. her history of drinking, and previous sexual encounter with Parker, which was oral sex. So they, so it was because of those things. Um, those are part of the reasons why he was not considered um, guilty. The university. And then she also woke up the next morning and had sex with them again. And then his partner was also his uh, conviction was overturned a few years later. Was it? Yeah. Well, and oh, when man. I what I read is she woke up and she woke up to one of them having sex with her, <laughs> uh, or in, in which case would be rape if. <laughs> I mean, it's gross. That that is gross. <laughs> but so, um, but the the university letter later settled the case. Settled in a case that was brought forth by the Women's Law Project for not adequately protecting women in this in protecting the woman in the case because she was con- continually assaulted, um, or I should say harassed, not mm-hmm. assaulted, harassed. Um, and she was awarded seventeen thousand in two thousand um, seventeen thousand, and in two thousand twelve, um, which may or may not have been connected. Um, her brother says it was connected, but she committed suicide and so oh. all of this came out and um, and created a lot of controversy around whether or not the film should be viewed or not viewed or supported or not supported mm-hmm. um, and so when we come back we can we can delve into that a little bit um, but we're going to go to a break Deliberate dumbing down Dumb down society. Deliberate dumbing down of America Dumb down public Why would they do this? Sensation Station Network Radio Not dumbed down Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting You accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly Do you A. Line things up a centimeter from her hairline Man oh man oh man oh man oh man No 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 no, no. Sweatbands are so hot right now Everyone's wearing them Like that basketball player And that other basketball player B. Get spiritual 
Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within. Um. C. Look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have. Ta-da! Twinsies. <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the US Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council. Ah. Hate, hate religion. religion. Pretty shocking to hear coming from a pastor, huh? I'm Jasper. This is my wife, Alicia Williams. We would absolutely love to have you come and take a visit. At the church. We're strictly about relationships. It's about deepening your walk, walk with God. 4845 South Old Peachtree Road, Norcross, Georgia. Or you can hit us online at www.thechurchinfo.org. Remember, at the church, it's about relationship, not religion. Hi, I'm Harold Dennis. And I'm running for the office of DeKalb County Sheriff. I believe that there is a brighter future for DeKalb County. And as your sheriff, I will take a tough stance against those who choose to violate our laws and remain actively involved in building a rapport with our youth, which will combat the increasingly violent crimes committed by their peers. This will increase the value of our community in which I was proudly born and raised. Allow me the opportunity to continue my philosophy of public service in building a sound and responsive sheriff's office. Harold Dennis, vote for me November 8th for DeKalb County Sheriff. Then let's take DeKalb back. I'm Harold Dennis, and I approve this message. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and we are. I'm here in the studio with Carmen and Jillian, and we are talking strong black woman um and i just for trending topics um brought up donald trump nate parker being brought to the forefront with regards to um you know issues around sexual assault the conversation if nothing else sparking the conversation around the country about this topic and it's actually really disheartening some of the things that i'm hearing around the country about this um there was a panel that um i i actually posted it to the page as well um Oh, gosh, why can't I think of his name? CNN, Anderson Cooper, Mm -hmm. um, hosted a panel of women who all vehemently defended Donald Trump, you know, for, you know, his actions. Like, you know, and I think I saw that. People are are for sale, though. I mean, you you can find you can find like he found a black church to go to. You can find a bunch of women. He he has his his uh, Latinos for Trump. His, his spokesperson for him said, "Oh, it's going to be taco trucks on every corner." And the Trump girls. Don't forget the Trump girls. Oh, start for Trump, uh, <laughs> diamond and silk. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, but but what's disturbing though is that these messages are being put out there, and we while we have made great strides in in acknowledging sexual assault and and mm-hmm. creating laws around it and helping to try to change attitudes about it it's like we're taking leaps backwards we are even to hear women say well it was just locker room talk and i'm like you wouldn't want somebody to talk about your daughter like that i don't care if they're in the locker room or they're in the grocery store they're wherever or not even talk about her like that but actually do that and actually, actually do it that take a step further right. and grab her that way right but i mean like i said people if you don't have money and they offer you money or a chance at money, I mean, you can get anybody to say anything. Yeah. I guess if you don't, you know, I feel like if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And they're falling big time. Well, it, well, yeah. you know, fall right into its penis. 
and I don't think they will mind that very much. But it's, it's a it's what disturbs me though is is where what this is doing to mindsets. You know what this is doing to you know what kind of conversations do these women that were standing sitting in the because that those are not um, those are not uh, beliefs that don't exist. You know, so everything that that was being expressed in those interviews are real. People, they may, you know, they may be getting paid, they may have been bought, but there are people who really believe, of course, everything that that these women are saying mm-hmm. in, in defense of Donald Trump, and so and, and in defense of just sex predators in general. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Stanford case. There were there I there were people who you know, of course, you, when you read those comments under mm-hmm. articles. You know, well, this is what happens when you drink alcohol. You know? There is no reason to rape a woman. Yeah. Period. Point blank. Right. And like with going back to, you know, how you said that people have, uh, I mean, that those attitudes by women are out there that kind of, you know, justify sexual assault or, or, or whatever Trump is saying. I mean, we have to realize that sellouts and, and, and coons and stuff like that are not just in the black community. I mean, you have women who try to um, align themselves with, you know, with, with men. And, and try, yeah, and, oh, yeah. And, and they try to, like, you know, oh, you know, I'm just one of the guys. I don't even have girlfriends, and, you know, I, I hang around guys a lot cooler. And they try, oh, you know, well, that's just locker room talk because they're trying to assimilate to that side so that they can move up. Oh, right. and, that's and, right. like, and, they, and they'll go to the strip club with the fellows from work. And listen to that conversation yeah. and be in on it and be yeah. okay with it. Meanwhile, inside, uh, cringing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be a part of that. Well, some have gotten so far that the cringing doesn't even happen anymore. Right. It's, because that's I mean, sick. It, it, it's kind of a defense mechanism. So, like, they, they they fooled themselves into believing that it's not a big deal. Right. Like how some folks will work with people and, and, like, they might say the N-word all the time. Well, he don't mean it. He don't mean it. Like, mm-hmm. But you got to check that stuff, though. Yeah. It's how you check well, it. It's, you but don't you check say- it if you're using it to move up. Right. You know, I don't, guess you, you know. don't. But. <laughs> Well, okay, so with that said, um, we're going to go ahead and get into the research. In the interest of science, 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 science. All right, so this um, theory is, and we're all pretty familiar with it, but I'd love to apply it to the strong black woman phenomenon. Um, The whole idea of, well, not the whole idea, but uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay. So um, Abraham Maslow, a lot of us don't know his first name. It's Abraham. Uh, (laughs) uh, The hierarchy of needs is a motivational theory in psychology comprising a five-tier model of human needs, often depicted depicted as hierarchical levels within a pyramid. It is quite true that a man lives by bread alone when there's no bread. But what happens to a man or a woman's desire when there's plenty of bread and when her belly is chronological or chronically filled? Um, and so at once other higher needs emerge and these rather than psychological hungers dominate the organism, the person. And when in these in turn are satisfied again, new and still higher needs emerge. Um, and this is what we mean by saying the basic new human needs are organized into a hierarchy of relative um, prepotency. So here are the here's the hierarchy. So the very basic basic needs um, are like air, food, drink, shelter, warmth, sex. Yes, sex is in there, yeah. and sleep. And so, <laughs> I'm, I, never mind. I don't go there. But so, <laughs> but so so when when those needs are not fulfilled, a person is in a state of desperation. 
I've got to do what I got to do to survive. Yeah. Um, and if we just start, if we just look at that, that level alone, um, if we've got a single mom who's struggling working, I have been there working three jobs in school, yeah. um, trying to keep a roof over our heads and, I'm in survival mode, you know, and so I'm doing whatever I need to do, um, you know, to, to make that happen. Um, number two, the second level is safety needs. Um, so protection from the elements, security, order, law, stability, freedom from fear. Now, how interesting is that in light of some of the things that we've been talking about and seeing with regards to police brutality with Mm -hmm. sexual assault and, you know, and so, in a lot of ways, are our safety needs being fulfilled? If not, we're living in survival mode. We're, we're, we're struggling. Mm-hmm. Love and belonging needs, which includes friendship, intimacy, trust, and acceptance, receiving and giving affection. Um, esteem needs, having achievement, accomplishments, mastery, independence, um, self-respect and respect from others. Um, number five is self-actualization needs, realizing personal potential. So now you you, you um, have some sense of self-fulfillment, um, seeking personal growth. And then the, the final one, which was added in 1970, this theory started in 43, um, is transcendence. That's the point at which you're helping others achieve mm-hmm. self-actualization. Um, mm-hmm. So transcendence happens when all of your needs are, are fulfilled mm-hmm. or you know, for the most part, and you're able then to, to help others get to that place. So, um, are we, are we near a break? Okay. So after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how this applies to the strong black woman phenomenon. Stay with us. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you, A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline? Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. No, 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 no. Sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and that other basketball player. B, get spiritual. Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within... Um. C. Look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have. Ta da! Twinsies. <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. But what you and I have got to do is get involved. You and I have to be right there breathing down their throat. Every time they look over their shoulder... 
We want them to see us. Hey, y'all, this is Eric Gray. Exercise your right to vote. 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 This is Leah. Y'all already know that go out there and exercise your right to vote. So go ahead and get out and vote. All right. Welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and we are talking about the strong black woman phenomenon. And I just gave um, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs theory to you all. And um, I just want to talk about how that applies to the strong black woman. And um, and, and there's basically six. Uh, well, there's uh, seven levels. I don't know why I, I must have numbered it wrong here. <laughs> but we have our basic psychological needs, our safe. And that's the lowest safety needs. Love and belongingness, um, esteem, self-actualization, and transcendence. Any? Do you have any thoughts about that? Right. I'm, well, here we go. Psychology, right? <laughs> He's so funny. Going to turn to me. I mean, it, you know, if, if you don't have those first level needs satisfied, everything else is going to be thrown off all the time. I mean, if you don't have clothing, water, food, and shelter, and sex, and sex. I mean, we need sex, right? Other things are going to be off. And so when it comes to like that strong black woman, like when you're in survival mode, that your brain is in overdrive. And that's why people oftentimes feel stressed, look stressed because you're not balanced, you know, because you're trying to make sure the kids ate, the kids are, and then who do you, who are you neglecting in the process? Mm-hmm. You neglect yourself, yourself you right. know, because how many single parents or even parents that are, let, let's talk about those married couples that are single because they are out there. Right. Um, you know, you're working overdrive and doing everything <laughs> and overdrive to take care of everybody else and you yourself are falling by the wayside. Right. You're not taking care of yourself. You haven't eaten all day. You mm-hmm. probably haven't even gone to the restroom, you know, because you're making sure everybody else is doing what they need to do. You haven't had sex. And you have not had sex. <laughs> sex. So much sex. Balance oh. challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you need sex, people. Yes. If you're not having sex. It's a basic need. It's in the theory It's here. in the theory. Maslow is a good psychologist. Yes. He's got a lot of research out there. He says it that says you need it. sex. Yes. It says it. No, so, no, but, I just read it. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, and there are, there are but there are black women out there who are lacking in, in a lot of these areas. Mm-hmm. They aren't taking care of themselves. Um, safety needs, maybe not feeling safe and, you know, mm-hmm. and so but we we know how to fake it so well. We know how to act like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. We're the master mask. Yes. Mask people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we mask very well with the lip gloss, the hair, you know, the contour, and then on the inside we're breaking apart. Right. And, yeah. and you know, one way to gauge it, if, you know, if you want to apply this theory to your life, look at these things and, and determine, mm-hmm. am I, am, are my needs, needs getting met? Right. Um, because maybe that might explain why I'm falling apart in this area or this area, maybe why I may be in survival mode and not even realize it. Right. Um, when, recently, so I've been working on my book and I have this section about self-love. Mm-hmm. And oh, right off the bat, I was like, oh, I have never had issues with self-love. I love me. I love me some me, some me, some me. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this probably about that part maybe, I don't know, eight months ago. And so I came back, I'm editing, reading. I'm like, that's a bunch of crap that's some bs i've always loved my like yeah you know and we all go through periods where we struggle or where we laugh you're not loving ways. yourself the best right and yeah. so um it's self-love is so multi-dimensional there's so many different levels to it it's yeah. not just straight up self-love so uh, you know i had a friend text me the other day and said can you look at yourself in the mirror and fully you know naked and just fully love yourself and right. i said yeah that's yeah. not that's not the problem, you know. And so right. we all have different areas in which we struggle with right. the self love, you know. And so for her, that might be her thing. For me, I, I I shot back to her and said, 
what I'm finding is my self-love struggles within the context of a relationship. Yeah. You know, that's where I need to make sure that I'm mm -hmm. on point because yeah. I, you know, I can find myself getting drowned in that or, or, you know, losing yourself, losing my sense of mm -hmm. identity within yeah. that relationship. And so, yeah, I could look at myself in the mirror all day long, but like, yeah, I love me. I love me. I love me. Yeah. Um, and that's why in the book I wrote, I love me some me, some me, some me, some me. Yeah. But then when you look at all of your relationships and you see a pattern, yeah. Then you realize, okay, so there had to be some self-love lacking somewhere if right. I've got the same patterns happening over and over and over And you've again. also got to be okay with losing people who don't I'll give you the space to love yourself. Right. You know, I, you know, nowadays people, oh God, they want so much. I find myself, I'm always attracting needy people, needy guys. And <laughs> I remember this one guy, he wanted to FaceTime every night. And I'm sorry, I can't FaceTime you every night. I'm a single parent. Sometimes I just want to talk to you on the phone. I don't want to have to sit up straight and look cute. You know, so I fell asleep and he was like, you don't like me. And I went to the extreme. Oh, I'm God, like, dude, exhausting. it's not all about that. I need sleep, dude. I need eight <laughs> hours of sleep. I don't know what woman you're meeting is sitting up with you at three o'clock in the morning. Like <laughs> a 20 year old, a 20 year old. I'm almost 40, dude. Or unemployed. Or he's unemployed. I got a job, so I got to get my rest. So I love myself enough to say, you know what? If you're not the man for me and you're not going to let me get my eight hours, then you got to go. It means you might not get no sex. But you gotta go. <laughs> you know? But it, there there are ways. There are ways. Oh there are ways. Next show. <laughs> <laughs> are you chiming in? I'm I I know we took it over, so <laughs> I mean I'm 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 not a woman, but you know, I I I guess I I could see where, you know the 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 thing I was I would see in this part would be like uh you know, like if you're in a relationship and then you're give, 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 mm -hmm. and then someone is take, 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 and then you end up breaking it off. Then the next time, the next go around when you meet the next person, now you're going to be more of a taker than a giver, and then that's going to wreck that one. Then, you know, you, you kind of, you're right. on this up and down thing. So, I mean. Well, and that's another good context for this, this hierarchy of needs thing it, within the context of a relationship. So look mm. at your relationships even and mm. say, okay, well, within my relationships, are these needs being fulfilled? Am I feeling that I have my basic needs met, that I'm safe, that I'm feeling loved, that, that I'm able to have some sense of esteem, you know, that I can mm -hmm. have that independence and, um, you know, self-actualization. Is this fulfilling? And then the transcendence within the context of this relationship, can I, you know, transfer what I'm experiencing to other people? Right. You know, and right. so, um, so check out Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It has a lot of, I have it in my office on yeah, my wall. Check it out. Check it yeah. out. So, <laughs> but, um, but I, I'm going to, uh, issue you all this week's balance challenge. Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela, Dr. Pamela, Dr. Pamela. Okay, so this week's balance challenge is about finding your peace. So if you are a woman, um, a black woman in particular, I mean, you know, white women, you can find your peace too. <laughs> but but um, if you are a black woman uh, or one of them strong black women, you know, that, that, that whole idea, <laughs> I want you to, to relax and, and find your peace. I, you know, and if you are somebody who loves a strong black woman, this is where white women could come in. A black man, whoever, if you know somebody in your life who is a strong black woman, help her find her peace. Help her find her peace. <laughs> what was that? I said, that's right. <laughs> so, yes, find your peace. That is the challenge um, for uh, for this week. I am seeing some lively conversation happening over here on Facebook. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't. I, I have to recap on what's going on over here, but it, it looks like we're having some deep conversation. Oh, what's going on about religion and Christ and um, yeah. So let's let's keep our conversations um, <laughs> all topic. on topic. Oh. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> on topic. So and, and and for those of you who are just joining us, if you don't know what the topic is, um, we are talking about the redefining strong, dissecting the strong black woman phenomenon. Um, I'm seeing stuff about devil worshiping and <laughs> heaven and God's <laughs> son and dude. You know, I think you need to relax and chill out a little bit over there. Um, Shout out, to you God, know, sir, you are hilarious. <laughs> yes, Whoa. let's stay on topic. So, <laughs> one of the, <laughs> the next things that I wanted to get into is is, is raising kids. So, oh, yeah. black women raising black sons, black women raising black daughters. So, first, yeah. uh, if we can look at the black sons, what gifts can we pass to our black sons, and what can't we teach our sons? Mm. You got boys. The, the 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 main thing that I, I tried to teach and I try to teach you know to this day even though both of them are eighteen and twenty, uh, I, I try to influence them to be independent. I try to influence them to you know figure things out on on their you know on their own. Mm. Uh, I want them to think outside of the box because you know this you know the the system isn't for them if you let me tell it. And I will always tell them that, but I will prepare them to work inside of the system. You know, like I. But I, I want them to be able to create on their own because, I mean, it's it's very tough out here. And then, like you guys say, sometimes you have to, you know, like hide a little bit, you know, inside or, you know, you have to kind of do a, a tap dance and stuff. And that was like one of the main reasons that I left uh, the, the, the big company that I was working for. And like everybody was telling me, you know, like, hey, you know, you got a good job. You know, you ought to stay there and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had gotten into it with uh, some with with you know some guys up in South Carolina and it you know it it was over something trivial and then you know like the the you know the the VP called me and you know it was a black guy and he was like uh well you know you just got to learn to play the game and I'm like yeah like, what, what are you talking about like I'm yeah. I'm better than all of these people why do I have to play anything I didn't even do nothing I'm not about to tap dance for you or anybody else yeah right so I ended up getting you know I didn't they didn't let me go. They just sent me somewhere else, sent me back to Atlanta. But it's like, you know, you have to be able to stand firm because, you know, it's no telling how long he's been playing the game. He's an older guy. So, you know, I I don't, you know, I, I want black men to be able to be black men right. or to be men. Right. Well, and, and what can we do as women to impart yeah. those kinds of messages and lessons? We'll have to talk about this when we get back. Uh, get back, but that's that's really important. And yeah, we need to know as women, Ooh, what can you yeah, do? what can we do to help y'all? <laughs> All right, we'll be uh-huh. right back. <laughs> Radio, not dumb down. Great leaders aren't born; they're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com.
What's up, sis? Nothing. Just sitting here reading about HIV in Atlanta and its surrounding areas. Did you know we're number eight in the nation? I know. You need to get tested. Nah, I don't get down like that. I'm good. But you are a ladies' man. You don't know who they're with when they're not with you. If I need to get tested, so do you. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm married. True, but you don't know who he's with when he's not with you. Oh, you got jokes. He's not like that. Fact is, no one really knows what their partner is doing or who their partner is with when they're away. Well, I'll get tested if you get tested. Cool. Where can we go? This article I'm reading says the Lifeline Project of CSB does free HIV testing. Let's go there. Lifeline Project, here we come. The Lifeline Project is a SAMHSA grant. For more information on free testing, please call 770-499-2422 or visit us on the web at www.cobcsb.com. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Adopt You as Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline? Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. No, 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 no. Sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and that other basketball player. B, get spiritual. Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within. Um. C. Look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have Ta-da! to. Twinsies. <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. And so a new American industry has been born. Sensation Station Network. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and we are talking about the strong black woman phenomenon. Um, And right before we went to the break, um, we were talking about what black women can do, um, what gifts we can pass on to our sons. um, And I I would love to hear your thoughts on that, Carmen, because we were just talking about. Well, I guess one one of the the main things that I I see when it's – some single, and I'm not going to say it's all single mothers because you never have all of anything. That's ridiculous. So, you know, don't jump on my back. <laughs> but from what I noticed, like a mother's love for a son is is going to be, and the reason why I say this is because, you know, I don't have a daughter, but, mm-hmm. you know, I've had a stepdaughter and, and, like, my niece, like, they can do no wrong in my eyes just because, you know, I'm a man and, you know, she's a little girl. So I noticed that conversely, like, with, with, uh, with boys, like that, that mother, if she, especially if she's doing it alone, like he can do no wrong. Like they'll go up to the school, and then you know you might say, "Look, he's been doing this." And then it, back in the day when you know the teachers and the parents stood on the same side, pointing the finger at the child. Now, you know the parent is over on the side with the kid, yeah. pointing at the teacher. So I mean, like mm-hmm. we have to hold them accountable, and you know, but you know, without you being a man, I guess it's tough because you know you're not a man. You and know, see what but, happens too. I'm gonna piggyback on that is when 
the mothers turn the sons into son husbands. See, I didn't <laughs> want to say that. I'm going to say it. And then they get into relationships when they that. get older as women, and then the mom want to get mad at the wife because now you're like a new wife. I mean, because they've been the wife oh my forever. And, and then See. I have a couple of friends that have been going through that a lot. And the mom is like, but what about me? But the Bible say uh-huh. leave and cleave. But no, he's supposed to be with me because he's been my son husband since he, my da- yeah. the daddy left. Yeah. I don't understand that. I have a son. It's crazy. He's twenty, and I did. I just don't understand. I've always been mama. Like a mom. There's. We're not buddies. We're not friends. You know. Now he's in college. Conversations are totally different. Right. But mom husbands or what did you say? Son husbands. husbands? I I just. I I don't get it. But see, you'll find like with people like you who have multiple things going on, like you. You know, just by virtue of being busy, you won't develop that relationship where you Netflixing and chilling with your son. Uh, right. You got it. But see, Watch like. Watch a lifetime together. Exactly. So the list that she <laughs> has to do, because she might not have a man, she might just work a straight nine to five, and she has this other free time. And like you said, if she's not able to, you know, have a, 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 a man in her life, then she ends up spending that time with him. It does, you know, and it's cute for us to say date night with our kid, you know, but, you know, sometimes you can, I see people post on Facebook, they're with their sons, they having date night, you know, too much of that, just say y'all going out, <laughs> you know, you don't need to be you know, dating your son, okay, because see then somewhere in there, you're seeing him as something, and I don't know what that is, and it, it, it can be something very innocent and nice. But it can go too far. So when that man, that little boy grows up to get in a real relationship with a real woman, not his mama, (laughs) then you can't, don't get mad when he wants to really truly get in a normal relationship. Because at this point, y'all doing something that's real crazy. That's you should have your own life. Foreign to me. I just yeah. Don't. I have I three friends that are dealing with that mother-in-law that was a single mom raising a boy, and now he's married, hmm. and it causes a lot of strife and craziness. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a distant cousin that like his his mother like I mean this from way back in the day. So <laughs> I'm not talking about any of you people that are in my <laughs> age range and my family, but like she used to like really get involved in him. Well, I don't like her and like really blocked it. And it was just like the craziest thing. And I yeah. was like, what, eight, nine years old? I was like, that is insane. Hmm. Like, my mother was telling me one time, well, you know, I don't think you should date her. And I'm like, I don't care what you think. And then, you know, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I, you know, my mom and dad was at the house and stuff. And like, even with, you know, with my kids, if they date somebody who I don't necessarily like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to stand in, you know, because sometimes you'll bring them closer together or, you know, you'll drive them further away. So, I mean, you have to find that balance. And, you yeah. know, with me being a man and raising men, you know, they, hey, get away from me. Like, you know, we go, <laughs> we go to the movies every weekend. But you but, don't call it date night. Oh, no. You ain't call it date night. <laughs> no, well, and Caleb. We need to start a blog. Critics. Hmm. But, but no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, no. Like You should start a blog, actually. That'd be. Like, we don't, we don't, you know, but I, I completely get what she says because mm-hmm. they. They don't have anything to do, so mm-hmm. they're like it's not like they're actually banging their kids, but uh-huh. they just you know they, <laughs> looking forward they're to doing that. stuff. You know they're they're always together. Oh, they, he'll always be my king. And, and stop calling right. kids your, your king. son king. <laughs> not a king. Stop. People do that. Stop. Yes. I, I, I don't know where I've been. I'm, Caleb Williams is saying date night with your son, nah, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bruh. There you go, Caleb. But there's a double standard because we always right. you know have the father. You mm-hmm. know I'm I'm gonna teach my daughter how to date i'm gonna you Mm -hmm. know it's always that's always cute 
So what's yeah. the difference? Well, it's cute, but you know, at some point, you know, you gotta, you know, you psychologically, you don't want to see them as an actual date. It should be a teaching process in there, and it should be <laughs> not as frequent. You can't take your little boy or your little girl on a date night every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's your date? Where's your true, honest <laughs> date as an adult? You know, and if you don't have one, then maybe you need to get in some other programs to get you one. But yeah. But that that I'm also leads back, that also leads back to like how we were saying, you know, black women are either not getting married or they're getting married later, or or you know, if at all. So, you yeah. know, if they don't have that that masculine energy in their life of a mate, I mean, and like it transfers to the son. Yeah, I mean, I know Pam. It seems weird. It has happened. <laughs> it's sick. Oh. And if you don't think it's sick, it's sick. I'm telling you, it's sick. Stop. And like these mama's boys who they, Ooh. oh, my mama. Bah, 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 bah. You, you know, don't make crazy. that spaghetti like my mama. Well, oh go with gosh. your mama. <laughs> <laughs> or you make it. You make you it know? <laughs> Wow, this is like wow to me. Okay, okay. So <laughs> my next question is what can we not teach our sons as women? Are there, are there limits? Are there things that we just can't teach them that we need to accept? Stop teaching them that they're infallible. Like so many women, like they just will not just like the only time women draw down on boys or or a lot of times from what I've seen, the only time women draw down on boys and like really stick with it is when they've just really, really, really gone too far. And sometimes that's in a courtroom. Yeah. Yeah. And like even in court, you know, you'll see them still don't make excuses for these boys. And like, you know, not to put it out there, but you know, I've seen family members who have, you know, they would just allow, 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 and then until they were in trouble. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah. sometimes it's too late. Something, You know, you can, every day you, you draw on a breath, you know, that's a, a, an opportunity to change. But right. it's harder to change when you've been built up your whole life that, you know, no matter what you do, it's right. And sometimes as single parents, we got to, you still have to discipline a child, even though you, you know, I think inside some single parents feel sorry, like, my child doesn't have two parents. I don't know what that mindset is. Yeah, I never had that. Right. But <laughs> but what we do is we overcompensate. And uh-huh. you overcompensate in just trying to protect every little piece of their emotions and mm-hmm. da da da. Then you got this grown man in your basement or this grown woman who can't stand on her own mm-hmm. because you coddled them so much because of the lack of the parent not other parent not being there for whatever reason that is. Mm-hmm. And you have to check yourself with that, you know, as well. That's interesting. I, and I, one of the things I, when I got to a point where I felt like I wasn't being effective with my son, I was trying to try to everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I sent him to military school. I mean, I did a yeah. lot of research. That is expensive. It is expensive. It's all get out. Oh, and God. yeah, <laughs> still holding. But, but, you know, um, but what I loved about it now, I I did a lot of research and looked at a lot of them. And the ones the one that I chose um, had some very strong, positive black men who were role models. And and they were they they had that great balance of believe it or not, they were Marines, but great balance of nurturing Mm -hmm. and hardcore accountability. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, I felt like that was I couldn't seem to get that in my home with I could not mm-hmm. strike that balance of, of what they were able to do with him you know and and that may be different in different houses I mean I had moms other moms say like girl you better take him by the neck and throw him <laughs> on the ground and you know and it, that's just not my style that's of parenting yeah <laughs> I could have told him that it's not Pam physically, <laughs> physically at a certain point I mean you if he don't want if he don't want to allow you to whoop him you won't whip him 
because I mean he he just physically you yeah, know physical part 13, of 13 14 15 16 you know you come home and and you know want to just you know swing on me but if he at that point he has to allow you to whoop him yeah so it's like, <laughs> it's like and that's yeah that's too that's much I wasn't even dynamic. trying to go there yeah I was like okay yeah. military school alright so we're gonna go to break <laughs> and by the way he's doing very well if you're watching I'm very proud of you he's doing awesome now that's in college. awesome hallelujah he's in college alright so expensive <laughs> yeah, it was. I was gonna send my son alright we'll be right back <laughs> What's up, sis? Nothing. Just sitting here reading about HIV in Atlanta and its surrounding areas. Did you know we're number eight in the nation? I know. You need to get tested. Nah, I don't get down like that. I'm good. But you are a ladies' man. You don't know who they're with when they're not with you. If I need to get tested, so do you. (laughs) No, I don't. I'm married. True, but you don't know who he's with when he's not with you. Oh, you got jokes. He's not like that. Fact is, no one really knows what their partner is doing or who their partner is with when they're away. Well, I'll get tested if you get tested. Cool. Where can we go? This article I'm reading says the Lifeline Project of CSB does free HIV testing. Let's go there. Lifeline Project, here we come. The Lifeline Project is a SAMHSA grant. For more information on free testing, please call 770-499-2422 or visit us on the web at www.cobcsb.com. This is what legends are made of. This is what legends are made of. As long as I see that fire in your eyes, I know we still good. We built this family, and this family's strong. On Fox. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. My gosh, we only have like four five, four minutes left. We have oh. talked and talked and talked, and there's so much more I want to cover. Um, what I will say is that there was a situation on Delta Airlines in which a a woman, um, Tamika Cross, um, um, it's going viral right now, and she said that somebody two rows ahead of her was screaming for help. And in a nutshell, the flight attendant, you know, they said, is there a doctor? In the, is there a doctor? She raised her hand. She said, I'm a doctor. And the flight attendant said, no, honey. I'm I'm looking for an actual medical doctor, and I yeah, and 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 in a nutshell, they would not let her help the person um, because they didn't believe she was a doctor, and it's like, oh, that's a whole other slap in the face. I mean, that's just I mean, really, <laughs> and we only have five minutes, <laughs> so. But um, oh, no, it's real. that kind of stuff happens, um, and it has happened to me quite a bit. You know, when I, mm. you know, people assuming. You know, oh, honey, this, oh, honey, that. And, you uh-huh. know, and people ask me, why don't you assert your doctor title more often? Just just say you're a doctor. And I I like to use it when it's relevant. You know, I don't like right. to just throw it around, you know. Um, and, and sometimes it's sad that you have to make it. Why should you know, I do that? You know? Yeah. When you're confident in your ability, you don't really need to throw those titles around. Right. Because in, in like EH&S and in safety, in the safety world and stuff, mm-hmm. like I got everything. But I don't just go around slapping folks in the face right. with it. It's mm-hmm. only when someone else like, oh, well, I have a, a, exactly. a whatever. I'm like, clown, that's nothing. <laughs> right. You are a basic. And know, that's them trying yeah. Well, we've got so many great comments that I, I, I wish I could acknowledge here. Um, you know, you're not his. Mandrell Perryman is saying, uh, and I'm loving the men chiming in on this. Thank you. Um, yeah, you are not his mother and father. You are a single mother doing her best, and that is so true That's and so, so important to remember. We might have to do a show just on that alone. Yeah. Um, I was a single father of four at one time. As a man, I knew that. Um, 
Uh, one couldn't teach my daughter how to be a woman. I put positive women in her life to help me in that awesome. journey. That's the saying uh, about the village is true. Um, bruh, people, Caleb is just going on it. He's on one. <laughs> bruh, people are entitled to believe what they want to believe. Stop trying to force your beliefs on people if you believe in Christ. Oh, he's talking about the yeah. other dude. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right, right. God, shun, shun. So, okay. So, um, any final thoughts? You guys got like 20 seconds. 10 seconds. Oh, I had a great time. Each. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, I'm a final thoughts. I think we should come back and do a part two. Yes. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about, just for a second, about what we can impart in our daughters. Yes. And for our daughters to just learn how to love themselves and take care of themselves in this environment and to make... You know, for for me, I want my daughter to feel safe with God, and that's her safety. Don't look for other people to make you feel safe. Right. You know, find that in him first. But I want my child, you know, to grow up and find a great man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't want her to be searching and seeking for a long time. I think our generation, we were taught to go to school, be great, be these things. And then the men weren't taught the same thing if they were coddled and whatever. And so now we are at this kind of discrepancy, yeah, you know, and, but we still got hope, Pam. You and do. to that girl who was talking earlier, you know, we're right there with you, but I'm definitely believing that I'm going to get married. I, I haven't given up. Jay Marie, I think it was. Hey, Jay Marie. Yeah, girl, so Jay he's Marie out there. Saying, definitely a part two. The thanks for an awesome show is what she's saying. Aww. So how do you relinquish control and learn to flow and, and learn to love your life and find peace? So this is a last, um, this is come from my blog post, which I will add to this stream um, thread here. Um, of course, we all w- want what we want. I know I want what I want. I just, mm. I'm hard headed. But <laughs> when it comes to love, the best way to get what we want is to sometimes just slow down, listen and surrender yourself to the flow. And that's hard sometimes for a strong black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, your instincts will k- take care of the rest. And if you have a, a, an amazing black man in your life or just amazing man in your life, um, he can help you do the rest as well. As well. Yeah. Um, if you're paying attention, you'll know which way to flow, even if that means flowing away from some situations. Mm-hmm. So with that said, thank you for tuning into the live exchange. We are uh, where we exchange compelling dialogue around love, politics, and intellect. Join us next Thursday from 11 to one right here on the sensation station. We'll be talking about facing your truth and walking an authentic walk with author T Renee Smith. I'm Dr. Pamela. And remember it's your life. Love it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>